Welcome to the Student Mystery Podcast. My life way. I'm Ben Trueblood with Zach. Hey, buddy. Chad. Hey. Producer Nathan. What's up? We're excited to be here. We're in a new, new venue today. We're in I mean, a new venue. It sound, maybe it sounds different. Maybe it doesn't. But we are we're in somewhere new. Well, I bet it it, it will day. sound a little different. <laughs> yeah, 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 I hope so. A little bleed over. <laughs> we're, all, we're all here together. <laughs> we are for those like this is a, a podcast that uh, because we live in different parts of the country is normally done via squadcast yeah. technology technology. <laughs> so, uh, but we're all in the room because it's the kickoff of our experience event, which is a two and a half day event focused in on preaching and cohort style. It's super fun. Yeah. And so the whole crew is in the same room. In the building. It's nice to see faces. It is. <laughs> in person. Three-dimensionally, yeah. See faces, yeah. smell bodies. Yeah. Oh, hey, hey, the... we, all, we all brought hygiene game to this. <laughs> <laughs> this room still got that new room smell, though. It does. It though. does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, fre- like that fresh HQ smell. carpet smell. What, yeah. is, what is the best new smell? Ooh. Is it new car? Because it is like new, new, well, car. Or new like, car is very nice. I, my wife's real estate agent. Yeah. And I went to an uh, open house that she was doing yesterday to help her like pick up signs and stuff at the end. And the house, it was new house. Oh, oh fresh yo. Yeah. And it was like, okay, this is a good smell. Mm. Like there's fresh yeah. pine. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't know what it was, it was but it smelled fresh good. Yeah, the, the, the wood shop smell is good. Mm-hmm. I had a friend in high school that worked at a leather store. Mm. And so just like being like new leather, new leather mm. just like, I mean, it's it's a strong smell, but if you like it, it is it is pleasing. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? You, you, you asked the yeah. question. I like new shoes. The new shoe smell? Okay. 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 New shoe smell. Like fresh out the box? <laughs> Just box open smell or the shoe itself? The shoe itself. Okay. okay. You don't sniff it? You sniff it? <laughs> <laughs> if you sniff it after you wear it a lot, that's another no, that's question. Not that, new, that, right? that's, that's a question right. mark. Yeah, it's no yeah, longer yeah. new. That's old shoe smell. <laughs> I've, got yeah, yeah, I've got questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah, the yeah. question. The do you spectrum. sniff it? Yeah. Uh-huh. It just in general. Just, you know, just if it's a good smell, right? Like, yeah. hey, have Fresh, a barbecue good. later. Did you sniff it? Uh, yeah, just let you know. I always sniff it when <laughs> yeah. it has a barbecue. <laughs> Chad, you wanted to start off in a specific place today. Uh, I feel <laughs> like questions. there's... He's got questions. This is a, a fresh... you. Children's birthday parties is fresh on your mind, <laughs> yeah. Because you just hosted, yeah. yes. So <laughs> hosted and recovered, recovered. From, yeah, keyword <laughs> recovered from. Um, yeah, it's an important one, and and I think it probably changes as your children get older. Children's birthday parties, yeah. If you have kids, you've either been to them or hosted them. Uh, this last weekend, I had uh, fifteen preschoolers in my house that were mm. everywhere. Um, and then they left their germs for my entire family to get sick. Everywhere. Just everywhere. lots of messes to clean up. Yeah. Uh, it, we, it was fun. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, we had a, we had a great time. Uh, we found a place in town that had a pretty cheap moon bounce wow, for rent. Moon, preschool moon bounce. So there it we, is. Yeah, we put the moon bounce. <laughs> fed them cake, <laughs> jostled them around, you know, <laughs> just see what happens, right? It's great. It was yeah. awesome. <laughs> little science uh, experiment. Yeah, yeah. There there were a few uh, things. Me and my wife, we really, we thought it out of like how we wanted to do it, planned it. There were some things that I feel like we did really well. We waited till the very end to give them sugar. Smart. Yes. Smart. Okay. Smart. Send those bad boys out. Make that their it. mom's problem. Correct. Not yours. Yeah. Um, that was that was a, a good call. Uh, and then we had little stations all over okay. the place. Um, like preschool. Right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so yeah. like there was like a little art area. Nice. There was obviously the moon bounce yeah. area. We had a bubble and sidewalk chalk area. Yeah. There was the um, tour area too, right? Where Malia was taking folks on the Malia tour. Malia did. <laughs> Your daughter Malia, right, right, right. She took the di- all of the kids the dime and then tour. a few of the adults. <laughs> <laughs> Real estate. So there you go. Oh, tell tour, Kristen yeah. you got on a, a tour associate. of my entire house, just, just the, in the proud. closets she's and proud. everything. The, her entire preschool class was in our bedroom, in our closet bathroom right. area, and right? It was. 
That's a weird fact like, to walk in. I didn't know we were going to be back here. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, for, for Kristen in real estate, you should ask, will this closet hold 15 preschoolers? That, that's a, that, that's <laughs> a, Higgins, it's a Higgins relevant question. It's yeah. Got, yeah, yeah, that's it, got to be. You've got a walk-in closet. It's about 18 kids deep. Yeah, it's, it's Which, really... by the way, like, it doesn't need to be a very large closet. They're, They're small. small. They're small. Right, They're very right, small. No, that's true. Yeah. It's a fun unit of and measure. They, yeah. They have no boundaries. They'll be right next to each other. Right. Um. I was, Hence the sickness. It was an hour and a <laughs> half. Yeah, exactly. It was an, an hour and a half it. Yeah, long yeah. Uh, party. The first hour was really awesome. Um, the last 30 minutes, I don't know which kids started it. Oh. But they all decided they were cats. Okay. Mm. Okay. Meow. Mm. <laughs> 15 preschoolers cool with 15 <laughs> children cats. Yeah. Crawling around yeah. the whole they thing. They were crawling around meowing. That's just yeah. an animal shelter. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh. <laughs> Somebody get your flea-ridden cat out of here. I have a couple questions about this. Yeah. Fair. So, fair. As you should. Yeah. Is, uh, how is Mac doing? How is Mac? Yeah. yeah. So the tales of Mac and Malia. Let's not forget Malia's faithful sidekick, her dog Mac. How did she respond? Was to it, is Mac put up the whole time? Yes, Mac was oh, crated out, barking, no. just in the crate. No, he's good. he's pretty good. He, he just feels. Um, so no interference from Mac. Okay. No interference right. from Mac. That would have been a little too much. I think that's a lot of happening. Mac mm -hmm. is our cockapoo dog. Yeah. Which, by the way, long I, on energy, short on brain. Yeah, yeah. If you know me, <laughs> if you know me, you know that for a while, me and me and Mac had some rough. We had a rock, some, rocky relationship. We had a rocky start. Mac has won me over. Okay, now, now, I, yeah. I'm such a big Mac fan at this point. Um, I saw this like meme the other day that was, you know, the 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 two strong arm men, two strong arm men holding each like, other, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like. The you know the father that didn't want the dog yeah and then the dog right the, like yes. the, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, that is who we've become now no, that's it he's, he's yeah. my he's my little he's your dog now yeah oh hundred percent yeah, yeah. my other question is on the stations yeah. yeah were they allowed to go to any station at any Ooh. time or did you set up a rotation system okay. no you can go anywhere you want it okay. yeah no green light red light That'd yeah be fun. no no yeah, I, yeah okay. I, we didn't want to. Yeah, I mean, supervise the fun too closely. If you know Martha and I, you know that we like to have a plan, but we also like some flexibility in that plan. And so we're going to have options. We definitely had options. We both had things for children to do, things for the adults to do, and so smart. Yeah. The the thing that it, kids' birthday parties, and I'd love to hear from you guys. <laughs> You're at, let's say you go to a kids' birthday party. Yeah. What's your opening like conversation starter? Oh wow, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like with these parents that you may or may not know well. That's really that's interesting. Uh so we just got back from Zoo Day. Yeah. Uh so we had a Zoo Day with my five year old's class. And so I knew like some of the parents, but there was right. a little bit of that like luck of the draw of like, is mom taking the kids or dad taking the kids? Right. So I got to meet like the other pairing. And so there was a little, there's always that first question of like, who do you go with? Right. Like, but the birthday party, it's pretty obvious because you're rolling in with like, this is my kid Zuday. We were all just like at the playground. I was trying to figure out who was who. I, I don't know. Do you ask the question about a kid? Is it a kid based? Is it kid centric question, or is it like you, I think what you do you ask, what do you do like for your profession or hobbies? Like you got to go kid first, right? Yeah, yeah, I think you go which one's yours. Which yeah. one's yours? Yeah. Which my favorite thing to say because you always get the rebuttal. Yeah, right. They say which one's yours. For just a moment, I do like to say, "Oh, I don't have a kid here." <laughs> <laughs> just, to, just to see how they take it. Yeah, <laughs> just a fan of birthdays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just saw there were people wow. coming in oh, here. Wow. That's uh, mm, <laughs> I wandered in. I'm the next Seemed door like a neighbor. Place to be. Yeah, you got to go kid centric. Like yeah. you got to go, and then you got to go like parenting episode, but not like <laughs> too deep, right? Because like if they've got some stuff going on, that's not yeah. you don't want to you don't get trapped. In uh, the long conversation, you will. You will. You I will. am not keep great light. Yeah, in that light. situation. Okay, like I after hey, which one's yours? Yeah, all I've really got is kids, huh? <laughs> <laughs> We're just, just getting older, right? Yeah, yeah. We're just out here, just. so I don't. That one's on. That's an uncomfortable situation for me. the The part that I loved about kids 
and birthday parties is when ours got old enough to where we could drop them off. Oh, okay. Like Adrian went to a birthday party this weekend that was at Buff City Soap. Do you guys have Buff City what Soap? What is that? It's like a you make You're your own. You're your kid to a foam party? It's, they <laughs> make their own. Yes. They, they make it making soap in baskets? They do soaps and like bath bombs and stuff. And then you can have a birthday party there. And so the girls get to make their own wow. bath bombs. Wow. And it was just we a should drop, start a, just a drop an upholstery off. party where you just like refinish a chair. <laughs> <laughs> just do work. Just do like industrial. <laughs> like let's just make the industrial revolution fun again, right? Yeah, like yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's wow. how to mow a lawn with a checker pattern. That's right. Yeah, the, the mow mow party or a, man, if they a mining party, if you can figure out how to make them do yard work that's like fun. Or, well, they, if, or at least they think. I it's mean, fun. have you seen the kind of the new like, uh, like you can go to like basically a, a setup construction site and like pay money to like play with the power tools as an adult like they have that oh, in a few places yeah. yeah there was one right. of those on uh shark tank yeah yeah that it was like you get to yeah. operate the backhoe and yeah. stuff you drive it just drive <laughs> pay, it around actually to do the thing yeah yeah well, welcome yeah. to the experience economy yeah I've, I've done that once for work helping out a friend and it was okay <laughs> just okay i mean it was a lot of work driving one of the machines mm-hmm and then my uncle had a bobcat when I used to work in high school doing construction with him. Got to drive it a few times. They're kind of fun, but, you know. A lot of levers in there. A lot of levers, and you got to use the feet pedals and all that kind of stuff. It's, you know. Well, now you're more trained to. because of your farming simulator. Like, <laughs> yeah, you go into it definitely. now. Right. I, I kind of know what this is. Much more of it. pre-course, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much Getting more ready for it. Well, and that's, so the opening line by my buddy, he was putting in a cistern for his, his garden. He had a big garden, and he goes, you play a lot of video games, and I know you're good with, like, a flight simulator and a joystick, and this machine only has a joystick, so can you come dig this hole there for me? Is. So, yeah, because you have to use both at the same time to spin it and dig and do all this, and foot pedals, so you really are doing Spot four different drones. things at once to make it nice and fluid. Otherwise, you just look like like turn, stop, dig, stop. But if you like the good guys that are making it like all one right. motion, you're doing it's kind of like drumming. You're doing four different things at once in your brain. So yeah, the the person that came up with heavy equipment names, yeah, that guy's a legend. Yeah, like I know it's multiple people, different equipment, but like that line of names for like excavator is a great name. Yeah, forklifter. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, any of those, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, there's not a miss yeah. in that whole like. I think I think secretly it was also the guy that created Transformers. Oh, uh, solid, solid, solid maybe. Play. maybe. Solid play, I think yeah. Dozer is one of the all-time great nicknames. Yeah, for a mm. person, bulldozer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you know a guy named Dozer. Yeah, why is it not just called Push Push Machine, right? Like that's, <laughs> no, you know. That's why you know. You know <laughs> yeah. Hold on, let me go finish uh, with the Push Push. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you talk about an amazing video to make. Yeah. Imagine just some burly construction dudes. Just calling them by like kid names or whatever. Yeah. That you is. You got the good. arm, we got the arm whoop whoop. Yeah, the, <laughs> the arm whoop whoop. You got the yeah. arm shovel. Yeah, yeah. The that's arm really shovel, good. that's good. Yeah, the did, you guys, did you guys have nicknames growing up? Just, are we just last we, name. Just last name. Just working, you just went about working. working. My CB yeah. handle was Big Red when I was in high school. <laughs> like the gum. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I uh, cinnamon on it. Yeah. <laughs> a little spicy. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. To this day, uh, my my family primarily calls me Rabbit. Yeah. Mm. So, I call my Rabbit. That is their. Uh, I started, I started getting called rabbit when I was. Got to tell him why. Yeah. So yeah, it's not watch a cool a reason. Eminem fan. <laughs> watch a yeah, mile yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So just a big reader of Watership Down. Yeah. I still do, but as a kid, really, really bad allergies, um, and so I was constantly like. Move my nose, <laughs> sniffing, <laughs> and so my uncle, my my uncle is very funny. Sort of referred to me as rabbit because the nose, yeah, it's stuck. It's, stuck. it's good because mm. it's rabbit's a good nickname, but that's for a very funny reason. Right. Most yeah, of the time, yeah, if you're sure. rabbit, you're like, like fast or yeah, yeah. Not me, I'm. Mm. They either like coked out or you have allergies. Yeah. <laughs> just twitchy, twitchy nose. <laughs> one of the twitchy nose. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's too good. Nathan, uh, I mean producer Nathan is pretty solid. Yeah, that was the one that's actually stuck the most. In high school, it was just Howard. There was two Nathans, and so uh, the other guy was Nate, and online, I was Howard. Though. So, did you have a camp name? name? Oh, see, that's see, a, online. He's done by now. Online, yeah, yeah. yeah, online. Uh, no, just uh, just Nathan or. 
director Nathan, but now he but really never really Nate Nathan. though, right? Like never really. Some Nate. of my closest friends will okay. call me Nate. Okay. See, that yeah. threw me off when I first started playing games with Nathan. Yeah, because all of his friends online were calling him Nate. Yeah, yeah okay. Okay. and I was like, oh, oh, this Wait, is how. Is that what we call him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mainly because we have another Nate on our team, so that's like. Right, yeah, so I never be, did like the Nate thing here. Differentiation, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some people call me Nate word combination of Nathan and my last name, yeah. Howard. Like yeah. some of the students in my student ministry would call like me Nate that because there was another Nathan there too. So okay. Nate word kind of stuck. It sounded de- decently cool. So. As student pastors, did you guys try to give students nicknames all the time? Like, was that a goal? All the time. All I'm going to see how many of these can get can all stick. the time. All the time. Ma- mainly, it started. Uh, when I would work in kids ministry, so yeah. like a VBS in camp, that was the play, was to get them on like the fourth or fifth grade nickname. So as they rolled up into middle school, the ones that you had like the bond with had nicknames as like that kind of like yes. lingering thing or whatever. It's a part of transition. It's a part yeah. of the transition or whatever. Like yeah, yeah, me and Big Bub mm. over here about to move some chairs. <laughs> <laughs> Big Bub was you like four feet tall. You kid Big Bub? Yeah. Well, I mean, he was real short, so it was kind of funny. Uh, that kid's yeah. going to therapy now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was 15 years ago. Let me tell you about ago. my church hurt. <laughs> <laughs> we had one... Uh, his sister is actually going to be a part of our experience event. Okay. Uh, we called her Wheezy and it stuck. Okay. Um, and she had like a medical ailment or like she a... had double pneumonia. Oh. oh, wow. And ended up having to. You can't give somebody a nickname in the hospital. <laughs> and she ended up having to have part of her lung removed. And you called her Wheezy? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and she is the best and she uh, went by wheezy for a real like into college like she went by wheezy for a really long time at least it feels fun i mean the story makes it sad well she was like the best i mean i guess guess the other name is one and three quarter lung yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) whole half lung yeah iron lung yeah 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 no, well, it then, was yeah. She was a she was an all star kid. That's well, that, that's so she gives a college and then she just introduces herself as Wheezy. I mean, wh- yeah. how do you feel about people who like try to give themselves their you own? You can't nickname? give yourself your own that's nickname. You say. can't. A nickname is not a name you give yourself. Yeah. Like, that is right. Is a strong. That's a strong move that I've got strong feelings about. Do you? Yeah. But the introduction one is an important question because yeah. like oh, if everybody okay. calls you that, yeah, 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 and you're meeting somebody new, right? Do you say <sighs> I'm Ben or do you introduce? But everybody calls yourself? me Big. Red, yeah, right. <laughs> right. I don't know if you would have introduced yourself. Let's try it out. We're at an experience tonight. Let's have you introduce yourself no, to a room full no. of forty we, people. You're the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, everybody, no. hey, everybody, it's Big no, Red. As guys have gone through a lot of thought into this deal. <laughs> Let's not start the week week off with I am Big Red. Yeah, Big Red, you, you can trust me. <laughs> I'm Big director of Liveway Student Big Red. You just, Come on in here for a hug. <laughs> Gum, <laughs> just like not only do you have a name, but you got a set piece right. to go oh with it. God, you pissed. can't extend the the big no. though. You can't. Yeah. You can't no. do big. Yeah. 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 <laughs> No. Unless it's <laughs> after break one nine, <laughs> then then you can. Oh, I'm definitely finding a way to get everybody big red gum before this week is over. <laughs> yeah, dude, big red definitely drives a dozer. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. At that time, I drove a Ford Ranger. Okay, dual CB antennas. It My was, God, your antenna's larger than the car. I mean, yeah. it, you had to get out there. Yeah, that's like an RC. Like, uh, I think it depends on the nickname. If the nickname is like a part of your name, like like the Nate or Nathan or whatever, mm-hmm. like that's. But yeah, if it's if it's rabbit, you can't be like, hey guys, people call me rabbit. Yeah, I don't. It, I, <laughs> My name's Chad, but people, people call, call me rabbit. rabbit. Right. No I feel way. Like if anybody. No way. Not my family called me rabbit. It would be weird. Yeah. Even us. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want you guys to start calling me rabbit. Dang it, rabbit. Can we call you no gall? <laughs> I can call you no gall. <laughs> you're going, you're going. <laughs> well, he called you wheezy. I'm going to call you no gall. Yeah. yeah. Your gallbladder taken out. <laughs> what up, no gall? <laughs> At first, I was like, why? He's got no gallbladder. <laughs> Almost died there. You did. Yeah. You did. Mm. That was quite. When like, was that? You call me heart attack. Go, <laughs> when uh, was that? Oh. What if it was like six months ago? Thanks no, for no. It's fine. It was sixteen because <laughs> mine was in fifteen. Yeah, yeah. twenty sixteen. You don't have one either. No, I had I had a heart attack in twenty. He almost died yeah. in fifteen. Yeah. I almost died in sixteen. What? You guys not know this? Oh yeah, that was part of like why we yeah. yeah so, Zach, no, Zach had like me, was metaflighted. Mm-hmm. I still am paying for that helicopter. Well, so okay, so 
Well, I've, we've got to know. We're talk about this. Yeah, oh, I mean, okay. you guys did you know, know about it, all of this? No, I, I think spring, vaguely. But okay, so spring fifteen, uh, I was doing a conference event uh, for a friend in Missouri, like the Boot Hill, Missouri, and was not feeling great, but felt like it was kind of fluish or whatever. So it was it was a couple of people from like Div School days, and we were doing like communication improv workshop stuff because that's what we did. In, yeah, in Div School together, and so it was basically like not feeling good all day. Was like resting up. And then like recuperating and like pulling it together for the evening. So like first night made it through, second night, like we like we like had lunch together and I was like, I'm gonna go rest. Came back, felt super sweaty and gross. But that second night, like I was like, I don't think something's right. And I think it was like the third day or the third night. I like basically skipped the session and was like just out on the couch the rest of the day. I was like, I gotta find a way to drive home, go to the doctor. Whatever. Well, that third night was going to get up like really early to drive back as soon as I could. Got up to go walk to the shower to wash off because I felt that sweaty and gross. Mm-hmm. Collapsed in the hallway. Mm. So Ryan found me and drove me to uh, the most Appalachian hospital possible in southeast Missouri. Like Two things were, you never want to say. There was together. literally yeah. raccoons out front. And I found out later that the two people that had come in before uh, were a knife and a gunshot wound they had given each other. So that's what we're rocking. <laughs> and then rode together. Who drives? Right? Who's bleeding less? That's how they got shot instead. Yeah. So <laughs> I called shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> Fought over it. Yeah. Walmart was closing. Took a too literal shotgun. Uh, mm. So we got there. They got me put in the bed and we're like hooking up EKG. Stuff didn't look right. And I don't know if it officially, so for those that are in the medical profession listening, I don't know if I actually coded. The way the doctor talked about it is the volume got turned all the way down. Like, I don't know if my heart stopped, but it was so slow that when I came back, like I literally blacked out. And when I mm. came back, they were wrapping me up. And they're like, we've called the helicopter. It's coming to take you. And Dang. so I got to go from Southeast Missouri to Cape Girardeau. And I got to spend four days in the heart hospital recuperating. The short story is they think the flu virus attacked my heart, Mm. which is like a really rare occurrence. So rare that two out of five people, they discover it in the autopsy. Okay. Two out of five are eligible for heart transplant. And then the one out of five is just fine. And so I was one out of five. That's just fine. And so, uh, yeah, the, if you want to spook some people, be 29 years old in the heart hospital because everybody there's like, what is he? He's way too young right. to be here. And so it was apparently not related to diet, although I'm on a lot better things now than I used to be. It was not, um, again, it's they think it was some kind of viral attack. And so I even had like the biopsy done where they like put you under and like go through your neck and try to te- check your tissue and yeah. sample mm-hmm. and stuff. And so it was wild, man, but it was uh, uh, myocarditis. Acute myocarditis. So the the tissue on the inside, the inner lining of my heart, uh, got inflamed mm. and just kind of shut okay. down. So yeah, Man, that's crazy. Yeah, it was real it crazy. Is. So twenty nine. Wow. Uh, it was Karen was pregnant with our oldest. Uh, she got the call from our friend Ryan and Brent and Jennifer and like drove immediately. Uh, to to Missouri and was there with me. And so it was mm. wild, man. And that was twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Yeah, it was spring of twenty fifteen. Wow. So. And then you you were like, okay. The year after, I was, show me yeah. up. So uh, my, <laughs> right. mine, unlike Zach's, it, 100% is always my fault at every turn of this story. Because uh, all mine is like preventable, mm. but my hard head kept me said no. from being well. So um, I don't remember what day it was. But it started not feeling well. Uh, I th- I thought I was just at first having some like gas pains. Yeah. Uh, in my in my stomach, and so I was like, I'm fine. I'll tough it out. Um, Forty eight hours later, of still hurting. Yeah, I'm like, okay, maybe maybe this is more than what I'm thinking it is. Um, and Martha's like, you need to go to the hospital. And so finally, I was like, okay, fine, I'm going to go in. Um, so I go in. They look me over and. Um, at that point, like all my liver levels were like through the roof yeah. crazy. Um, and they were, so at first they didn't think it was gallbladder. They weren't really sure what, what it was. was. Um, and so they started doing like all kinds of scans, MRIs, that kind of stuff. Ended up sending me to the hospital in Tulsa. So I went, I went there. It's at that point 
one of the doctors realize it is a gallstone, but it's no longer in your gallbladder, mm. which is kind of the reason why they didn't find it. It had come out of my gallbladder, but instead of the normal direction that it that it goes, it actually went up the duct and got lodged near my pancreas. Mm. Um, upstream. Upstream. Um, and so at that point, it was no longer just like, we can't just remove your gallbladder. We've got to deal with this stone, but this stone is in an area that causes all kinds of complications. Um, and so... They had to do the first surgery that they did went in through my mouth um, because they were going to go through my mouth all the way down to like basically where it was at. They couldn't break it up. They had to like pull it out. Mm. But the doctor was the doctor. Basically, I had to sign all this stuff because of the type of procedure that they were doing that like I wouldn't hold them liable. And the doctor was like. I think he gave me like an 80% chance that I was going to end up in the ICU. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and he was like, but we've got to do this. Like, this is our only option kind of deal. Uh, but even though it was like, a, this is our only option, they were very concerned. They were like, you have to make the choice. And I'm like, what do you mean? I have to make <laughs> a choice. Like, what other choice is there? They're like, well, there's not another choice, but you have to make this choice. And sign here. And I was like, this doesn't feel good. No. You know? Um, So anyways, we go through that first surgery, get it out. Immediately I start, I mean, after surgery comes out, I I feel great, right? There's no longer the stone or anything. But the doctor's like, we've still got to remove your gallbladder. And I was like, yeah, but I have have camp next week. (laughs) And... And and Gosh. I was like, I need I need to be at camp, and uh, and the, I'm like, is that a problem? They're like, well, you need to have this gallbladder taken out. I'm like, yeah, but as of right now, like it's not doing anything to me. There's no gallstones. I understand that you're telling me that because that duct's like bigger now, like more likely than not, you're gonna have other ones go back up there. We'll be right back in this situation, but that's not the case right now, right? Like I can go to camp. And uh, <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> so, anyways, I felt the duty to be at camp. Had to be uh, there. Had to be there. Which we can talk about. Yeah, that's me. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's, yeah. that's a whole yeah. other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Obligations. Yep. Uh, so I go to camp. Have a great week at camp. Uh, camp went well. In case you're wondering. Great. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, good. But I had my my surgery scheduled for the Monday that I yeah. got back. So I went and got my gallbladder taken out. It was at that point that the doctor was like, well, I guess there was like a little bit of like infection that had started to happen like inside of me. And I was very close to becoming septic Mm, at that point. And so anyways, they put me full of all kinds of medication and stuff like that. And I hung out there for a little while, but back at it. So the first surgery caused an infection that they found when they went in for the, the second. Well, the second one. Um, they definitely didn't tell me that the first surgery caused anything. Probably, obviously, right, obvious right. reasons, yeah. right? But um, yeah, there was because it it could have happened because that was lodged there for a while. Because they were they were telling me that even before I started to really hurt, it had been there for a few days. Yeah. Um, but so, so was there like a, I love camp, feel it. I've put in all this work, gotta be there. Like what was the, um, I'm a student pastor. I just can't miss. It's the biggest week of the year kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, like I, I always have that feeling of any, any work kind of stuff that I do of just like, I, I feel like I have a responsibility to be there. Like other, yeah. other people are going to be there. Um, and, and this feeling like if I'm not there, it's going to put more stress on everybody else. And at that time, I was like, I feel fine. I can, I sure. can be there, yeah. right? Um, so, which yeah. is true, right? Like if you had not been there, it would have put stress on other right. on other people. And that's true for, I think, in any situation, like a big event that a student pastor is planned for. Yeah. I don't. I, so I don't know that that 
initial feeling is necessarily unhealthy. <laughs> sure, right. sure. But where does it? Yeah, right. like where does it become the handoff to? Right, right. Yeah. Well, so okay. Case in point, uh, I didn't make the spring break mission trip. <laughs> <laughs> While I was in the hospital recovering, yeah, uh, but they were very sweet. I was, I was, I was on the rebound. Do you like? Can you reroute the helicopter right, to you fly me New over York? Quick. We're yeah, going to, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but I guess they were sweet to send me pics. So, yeah, no, it's. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's, there is that feeling of obligation of like this is a big thing. I got to get it taken care of. I got to be there. I'm glad you made it to camp, which for you is even more so because I mean. There are parts of you that are happy to not have to do camps. Oh yeah, sometimes. I don't enjoy yeah. going to camps. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> never miss a showtime. Yeah, <laughs> what, a, what a statement. <laughs> Where do you think the the relationship between right responsibility mm. transitions into a like abusing yourself over the responsibility? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah totally. I think, I think this is a really important question on. The smaller things than it is the bigger things. Yeah. yeah. Because most of the time, right, like most people don't have the story of I almost died, but I made it to camp. But I made it to camp, yeah. Right. That's a rare occurrence. I think what happens more than often not, and you, Zach, you and I have talked about this, and we've even experienced it in our own life, it's the unhealthiness that happens because of like stress and anxiety. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm probably the, I'll be honest, I'm probably the worst one of the worst people to like really talk about this area because um, my, my stress and anxiety will build up and push me into things that like um, maybe I shouldn't have, but I know that when I'm healthy, I'm able to identify mm-hmm. where that line is. If yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. When I think when you get to a place that's not healthy and you're just like, grinding or you feel like all of this depends on me, I think is actually the unhealthy place that leads you to making poor choices. Cause I look back at myself in 2016, like there, there were ministry decisions that I was making that I did feel like a lot of it weighed on my shoulders, which is, which is wrong. Right. More Um, on your shoulders than should have been. Yeah. 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 And there were a lot of things that were happening, like internally, as far as our church and things like that. That well, and I, th- I think that's one of the we we talk about on this podcast the ideas, the practices of rest and Sabbath often. But I think more than just like the rest we need from the break from what we're doing, we need the break from what we're doing to make sure that it wasn't dependent on us. Like there's a lot of folks that will take a Friday or Saturday off and that's important. You need that break, that Sabbath, that rest, but you also need like those Sundays and midweeks off to see that like ministry wasn't solely dependent on you. Yes. You'll have to make some extra plans and some extra work. But I think that if like, like I, I know I have friends in ministry that like if they're sick on a Wednesday, they'll cancel youth group. Cause like, if I can't be there, then it wasn't going to happen. And I think that's probably like if if this could not happen if you weren't there, then that's a moment to calibrate like how important your involvement is to some of the regular happenings of things. Yeah, I think I think that's just a dangerous place to be as a leader because it means you're not training up other people because to it, cover things to yeah, cover things. Yeah. I mean, it, are we, we're not. You, I mean, y'all all I've heard you all three say in different contexts, but giving away ministry is an important part, and that's mm-hmm. part of training up the saints for the work of ministry as we're called to do. And so I think it is a very rare situation. It does happen, but like you are literally the only person, right? But I do think, you know, are you able to give this over? I think too, it depends on some of the people's personality. I know for me, like it's very hard to, like I like I'm gonna I'd probably be like in both of your situations like if something was coming up be like no I'll just suffer through this a little bit longer then I'll, I'll go get, get it done. I'll go yeah, get yeah, help yeah. afterwards or whatever right. is going on and I just think some of that's personality I think you're right Chad I think being in a healthier place helps you get to that point to be like wait no I really do need to like sure. take a moment you know it is more significant I think in the little things that happen all the time yeah yeah because the big ones like camp and if we keep using camp as an example yeah. Right. It's a it's huge. Yeah, it's, it's huge. a huge a thing. once in a year event. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so if we're not careful with all of the little things in between, those can pile up a lot faster. Yeah. 
than if we feel that way about the big event. Because we haven't okay. given away enough of the core competencies, right? right. Like what's well, like, well, everybody can help with check-in and run small group, but nobody has any idea how to get us from the coffee gather time into small group because we've never let anybody else do announcements or songs or yeah, teaching. Right. And there's, there's folks listening and I love you, but if the announcements, the song and the teaching always and forever are only you, that this this is this is that warning. This is the caution light to hit on the check engine. Like there's got to be other folks that are able to manage the room yeah. and oversee the flow of what happens regularly, weekly, monthly. That's not just you. Yeah. I think there's another side of this though that I think all four of us are a little bit bent towards the direction that we're talking about it in. But I also think that there is for some I even hate to use this phrase, but like the over self-care, mm. you know what I mean? Where it's like, there's never any push. Yeah, um, you don't push yourself at all. Yeah. And I think that that's also can be unhealthy mm -hmm. as well as far as, I, I think the thing that that one does more than anything is it can sometimes like, um, it can hurt trust on your team yeah. of becoming the person that's like, can we really count on them? You right. know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like, I, I think that's an area of it too. That's like the reality of the situation is like, none of us are ever islands. Right. Yeah. And mm -hmm. we're working with other people. And if, if we always have an excuse, then sometimes over time, those excuses start to feel, um, you know, disingenuous, yeah. right? Like it, it feels a little bit like the boy who cried wolf. Yeah. And I think, I think there's part of this whole conversation is a little bit about um, some ability to see both yourself as yourself, but also mm -hmm. to see yourself as others perceive you. Yeah. Um, hopefully. And I think so. I probably had credibility at the time to look at the other people on my staff and be like, I can't be there. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, obviously when they were coming to see me in the hospital, they probably would have believed me in that. Right. Yeah. Um, Just gallbladder picture. Right. Yeah. yeah like, like, here's my black gallbladder. Like I, yeah. What do you think about that? Looks that looks like a grenade. I'm not faking yeah. it. Here's the hospital bill. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. right. I, th I think hard work goes, I think people need to talk about kind of the flip side of that. I think people need to see that you can work hard. And and that that really does gain that sense of credibility, but sure. also the the other end of that spectrum is you you also can't though wear that hard work as a badge of honor. It's kind yeah. of a, a double edged sword, right? You, it can't be what you were talking about of like you know I do everything because it's only me and it's all look at how much I can do. Like I don't take vacations more than two days because I can't be there away from a Sunday or Wednesday. All those kind of things like that's not good. But yeah. people need to see you work hard so they know they can trust you when the stuff comes. But you can't just like also flat. You know, you know, flaunt that out there. Well, I mean, I push back a little bit. I, I do, and I, I want our folks that are listening to hear. I, I think you should work hard, Nathan. You said it right. And I don't, I don't mind that badge so much. The badge that bothers me the most is I'm so busy. Hard work yes. and busy, Correct. are so different. And thing. I think yeah. we to that a little we've bit. idolized busy, uh, bi hard work. When you're tired, listen. As the guy that spent many years not doing the gym thing or whatever, I didn't realize how much my like mind and body were still amped up at the end of the day. I can't stay awake past nine thirty or ten anymore because <laughs> because when you start your day at five thirty and you sweat it all out by seven, you're you. You have to be tired at night. And I think what Nathan is saying is so correct. Like we've got a hard work to earn that rest. And I think a lot of us have been really busy. And so taking the rest feels guilty because we've been juggling things that maybe weren't taxing. It was the... I spent too much time on sermon research, so I'm behind on parent communication, or I, I didn't have the meetings that I need to have, and so now I feel like behind, or like I didn't turn this stuff in early enough, and so the busy is the result of either the procrastination or the mm -hmm. misaligned priorities. I was doing stuff. Right. But I maybe wasn't doing stuff in the correct order. And so we get to that Friday or Saturday and I still, I'm not sure what's due. So I feel like everything's due. So I really can't take the Friday or the Saturday right. off because I, I think I have to get more done. And so it's a lack of a clear picture of what really was most important. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, it's the, 
It's ministry. There's always more to do. Mm-hmm. What was the most important thing you could do with the time you had? It's the, what I think it's called Parkinson's principle, which feels wrong because of other mm-hmm. connotations, but it's the idea that we will always allow the work to fill whatever time we give it. Yeah. And so like, what is the time you have? So st- instead of starting with what I need to get done, how much time do I have? What can I put into it? And that's what will have you, well, I mean, I, I could spend nine hours on this 20 minute sermon or let me give myself four hours. Yeah. Maybe that's enough. Or let's, yeah. I, I've got meetings all day Tuesday, so I'm not going to give myself any time to have meetings on Thursday because I'm going to do these other things. I think right. a lot it, of it is, it's it's the place that we start with a lot of our booster members, like you, Time management, I think, is the secret like unlock for a lot of folks in ministry who don't feel good yeah. about what they're working on because a lot of yeah. what they've been working on has been misaligned time. Like there's something to that creation story starting with a certain orderness or orderliness of both creation and time. For like sure. That. I think I I think hard work is an is an honorable badge to wear. Yeah. I think setting the pace for hard work on your yes. team is a worthy goal to establish for yourself. I think the word dependency here is mm. really important yeah. to this conversation. And Chad, you said it a moment ago, like everything depended on, I, I was working in such a way that everything depended on me. me. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think a couple of things about What's, what's been said here, one, is that I think the spiritual principle of dependency upon the Holy Spirit and dependency upon ourselves is a significant one. Work hard, but our dependency, anytime it's on ourselves mm. to make something happen, yeah. I think maybe that's a line we need to be really aware of. Yeah. The other, I think the other thing, it goes back to the statement that we've all heard so many times, maybe even we've said it, but pray like it all depends on God and work like it all depends on me. Really? Like I, I don't know that that's exactly (laughs) what we. That's a weird tension to hold up. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that that's where we want to be because we should work hard and the dependency is not. Mm-hmm. Is not yeah. on us, Zach. The other thing that you were that you were saying about this is that that like work hard to earn the rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I, man, I think I I wrestle with that concept a little bit mm. because I think rest, the need for rest, may sometimes appear, even though we quote haven't earned it. Sure, that's fair. Or that's there fair. may be like then that goes to a, a person's self-definition of when do I get, when do I get rest? I am the kind of person that would, if, if that was the case every time I've got to earn the rest, Mm -hmm. I would never earn it. Okay. Like I, I would be. Self-preventative. Right, right. Self-preventative self-care. My mentality, because I'm, I'm bad at celebrating wins. When something is over, cool. That was awesome. Already on to the next thing. And my mentality, and I saw it happen in my own life, it's a constant race then. Mm. It is a constant mm-hmm. earning of- One more thing. Yeah. yeah. And so for me, who on every personality, r- whether it's Enneagram or if you think that one is evil, another one- Meyer that's, Briggs that's is less not, evil. Yeah. yeah. My whole life is about earning and trying to achieve- and so to stop and rest because I've earned it, yeah, was makes never it coming. not possible. <laughs> yeah. Well, it makes it not possible for me to achieve the next thing yeah, right? because yeah. I'm already onto it. Yeah. So the con, it has been a process for me to to disconnect mm. rest that I need from working hard to earn that rest. Mm. That rest should be a natural flow of what we do. Not a if then statement. Yeah, yeah. And again, I think the rhythm, the rhythm language is important, right? Yeah. It is the cycles of in the same way that it's really good for believers to gather regularly. It's good for you to rest regularly. Yeah, um, because there are some weeks where you will have worked hard and felt good about the work you did, 
There's other weeks that you will have worked hard and felt like you didn't get enough done. And there's other weeks where, let's be honest, we'll procrastinate or things will happen, interruptions, disruptions. Totally. And you still have qualified yourself for the rest. I mean, I think in some ways, and we've talked about this in other communication settings, like sometimes the rest is part of the witness, um, especially in a hustle-based culture. Some of the things that we do when we say that we rest and we put up boundaries and we don't do everything that we possibly could think of or strive for is as much worship and witness um, as a song on Sunday or a sermon on Wednesday. Well, I think if you're if you're setting the pace with work ethic and you're working hard, you don't really have to tell everybody about it. You never have to say it. And I think that's the, <laughs> the, the, the distinction between sure. being busy yeah, yeah. and working hard. Busy is a bragging right, right? Guys, I'm Man, so, so busy, busy so, all the so time. Busy. So yeah. busy, yeah, yeah. I was in a conversation uh, the other day and where somebody said, hey, and I was like, well, all of us are busy. Yeah. Everybody's busy. We're, when all, we, we're all as busy as we allow ourselves to be. Totally. Every single person. Yeah, and that, yeah. that may look different for every yep. person, but every single person is as busy as they allow themselves to be. That's the badge I don't want to wear. I don't, right. I don't want to pin myself no busy bees. with, yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> right. man, they, they're always talking about how busy they are. Yeah, it's yeah. not, that's not a thing. I, I think if I'm going to be like, truly like honest and vulnerable. I I think for, at least for myself and I think for others, so much of this conversation comes down to worth of like, you feel like you got to be at the thing because it is a little bit of that accomplishment mm-hmm. to then feel both internally and externally yeah. that I've, I'm, I'm worth something, right? Like, and I think for a lot of men, like, we live in a culture that values like success and work ethic and like accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And I think that creeps into our world and ministry as well. It does. That, like, if you've got the bigger student ministry, you're somehow worth more. You know what I mean? And, and I think that that's wrong. Yeah. Like, because we we work in, like, a faithfulness, like, position, right, and obedience to what God's called us to, but I think that can still creep in that we feel like if we don't accomplish something, we don't make that event happen or whatever, then somehow we're lesser than. Well, yeah. There definitely is that trap that if I don't want to be marked by success by somebody else's terms. So mark me by effort on my own terms, busyness. Mm -hmm. But there's a word that you shared that I think for our listeners to, again, so much of ministry is not being, allowing the words to be redefined, to not be confined. And it's, have you been faithful? Because faithfulness pushes back on procrastination. Faithfulness pushes back on hustle as an ideal faithfulness pushes back on laziness because that's not in the proverbs and faithfulness pushes back on not observing the sabbath rest that you've been called to like to be faithful answers all of those but in a very different way than other folks might be marking their outcome result success or effort well you're 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 not measured, right? It, it really, you're not measured by how many seats were in the room, right? You're and measured. you're not measured how many hours you worked. Right. That's right. Well, right. You're, you're measured by, I mean, honestly, you're, you're measured by who God is and who he says you are, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, that's true for us. And I think being faithful is living into that. And I think as a minister, the opportunity to teach these students in a culture, like the kingdom is different. Yeah. It looks different. And there's the ability to like to work hard, but not for our own glory. Mm. Right. And I think that goes back to that busyness thing, right? Like to work hard for his glory and to, for worship um, leaves us in a, with a different outcome internally, right? Yeah. Our own heart. And I think it allows us that when we get at that place where we feel like it all hinges on us, we then can step back and go, wait, I'm called to be more than a camp planner. Mm-hmm. I'm called to be more than event planner, yeah. right? Like my work is equipping the saints yeah. to do the ministry. Yeah. 
And I think sometimes we do camp to do that. Correct. But I'm not successful or failure based on camp's execution. Right. I'm I'm helping I'm helping these people. Yeah. This location. Yeah. This church. Sometimes that's a color war. Sometimes that's a Bible study. (laughs) Sometimes that's a right. Yeah. Yeah, Because hopefully, all of us will leave the church that you're at at some point. Maybe We're all interim eventually. Correct. Yeah. And maybe it may be your death. You may be there the rest of your life, yeah. but eventually you will leave. Yeah. Um, but there will hopefully still be believers in that area ministering to that city or the community. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. as we leave, we want to make sure that there, people in the pews, uh, ability to minister, to share the gospel, to evangelize, yeah. to disciple, all of those kind of things in that area that the gospel would continue. I think I think we've construed the idea of a minister to simply just a job or position, and we think that we're the only ones ministering in that community mm-hmm. instead of building ministers to serve and care for that community that they'll be in, that their grandkids will be in one day. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that we've got to start thinking broader picture than just one single camp that we may or may not die at. Yeah, let's yeah. go. I think there's a there is a future element and Chad I'm so glad that you brought that up because I would wager the vast majority of student pastors uh, I know this would have certainly been the case for me think about your ministry there yeah. mm-hmm. in the moment yeah. what does the next 3 to 5 years look like and very few make decisions based on 6 years from now when I'm not here how is what I'm doing right. yeah. going to impact the next person that's here, mm-hmm. the next student pastor, the next people in the community? And I'm not advocating don't think about your moment there right. either. Right. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's, part it's of both. It. Yeah. yeah. It's both. Sure. Yeah. Those are two tracks. The time you have now on. and the time you will leave. Yeah. 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 It really is about setting. Man, I think that's such a strong thing to think about is setting up that community, that church to do ministry without you. Well, they're the church. They're right? the I mean, church. That's what we're there for. You're a part of it. I, I, think, I think that we've built this like business structure inside of the church of like the CEO, you know what I mean? Yeah. That just like manages the people that are consumers that come to yeah. your church to buy Jesus. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's not it, yeah. right? Like the church is very different than this consumer mindset of, we're trying to produce the best product that right. is right. the service right. on Sunday morning. Our disciples are so efficient. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> right. Yeah. Twice the battery life. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And I, I think it I think it robs us as well. Not only them. I think it robs us in that mindset of really one being a part of the church mm-hmm. and not feel like we're on the outside just leading that thing. Yeah but actually understanding what it means both to be cared for by the people in it, but then to care for them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a very beautiful thing. Um, but, but then the, the ability to, to realize that the work you're doing is stewardship work. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the thing that you're working on is not your own. Yeah. Like we use it, those phrases a lot. And I know we, at the end of the day, we all, all agree, right? Like it's not my youth group. But I think there is something. There's a pride there sometimes. There's something yeah, in totally. saying that that gets in our subconscious that really makes us feel like this is this is mine. Yeah, yeah, for I, sure. I know I felt that, hundred uh, percent. And like my, the Lord has, uh, for whatever reason, His plan along the way was that I would be in places at a young age with a lot of responsibility. Mm. Uh, that was the case in. In every place that he's brought me to serve, it could have been looked at and said, he's too young for that. Mm. And so that put in me a, well, I have to prove Mm. my worth, what you were saying earlier. Exactly. I have to go out here and I have to prove that I can do the job Mm -hmm. that I've I've been given. Mm. And it did develop a focus on what I'm doing here right now. And this is what am I trying to build and what am I trying Mm -hmm. to prove? And there is a little bit of good in that. Mm -hmm. 
there, there is a little bit of ownership and responsibility and all of those things, but it can very, very quickly turn into all of this is where my worth comes from mm. and all of the it's it's prideful it's i can't leave that alone because then i don't get the credit for it and if i don't get the credit for it then i i don't i haven't earned the job that i've been given mm. yeah and that kind of stuff man i have lived in the middle of that a lot of years and it is what will drive you to, I can't stop. I can't rest. I can't, I have to go out here and, mm -hmm. and just do mm. over and over and over and over. And it's, it's what my counselor would say, you have become a person, a, a human doing, not a human being. Mm. And that, that has been the struggle for me in all of this conversation is learning how to be, mm. well, to be. yeah, to be, how to just, mm -hmm. how to just be instead of. Yeah. do. Yeah. And I would say my time at Lifeway and actually break, like getting outside of the local church has given me, not everybody needs that, but it gave me a little space to not only see the flaws, but to address, mm -hmm. to address them. Yeah. And here, uh, I've been here 11 years. I came here thinking it would be a season. Mm -hmm. And so my mindset was already trained, man, by God's grace, I want, I want Lifeway students to be different mm -hmm. than when I came. Yeah. Mm. And so it was already thinking about, man, whoever steps into this next, I'd love for them to be handed off something that was different than, mm. not that it was bad in the past, mm. but that we built on the foundation, we put some walls up, we, we added to the house and we handed it off to the next person. Yeah. And now over a decade, we're still yeah. <laughs> lacquered in the hallway. Yeah. We're right, still right, trying right, to do, right, we're right, still right, trying right, to yeah. do that, yeah. but. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a really freeing place to be, to come into it, I think, with that mentality. I had the opportunity to do that as an interim student pastor. Mm. I was asked to be the interim. I, as a part of being the interim, they were like, well, you can't apply for the position. I was like, that's great. I don't feel called to the position. I Freedom. Feel called yeah. To help. <laughs> right. yeah, that's right. Yeah, I feel called to help right now. And they were like, will you help us, one, continue just the, the typical roles of student ministry, but also we help put systems in place that can set the ne per next person up for success. Will you help continue to train our volunteers and leaders for the next person? And that was just, to me, was a blast because it wasn't about what I could accomplish alone in ministry. It really was like, what could we do together? And what can, can they run this whole thing without somebody being there, yeah. you know, for the time? And so I was able, to, I was able to be the interim until they actually found the next person. Well, you were um, already was, thinking about the handoff. But I was already thinking yeah, about the handoff from thinking, day one. Yeah. And that to me was a very freeing thing because yeah. it really was about like setting leaders up for success, having, having some stuff and systems in place that like if somebody wasn't there, yeah. then they could still run it. As the church changed the pace, changed the perspective. You know? yeah. yeah. So to, to end us, we're about to walk into experience. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Three we, days with folks that are real excited. Yeah. So I mean, practice what we preach. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Where do you feel like your focus needs to be in light of this conversation? About to walk into, we cap it at what fifty people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're about to spend three days. Yeah. Solid days. I mean, yeah. we, we, we've, we've, uh, not, we, we did, we did make a nod of one hour of yeah, planted I, rest. Listen, I don't yeah. know if you're hearing Zach. We're going to be busy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm going to put that badge back on the table. Yeah. 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 Just yeah. for the next three don't days. Don't let me wear that pin. Yeah. Yeah. No pins. I mean, for it's, that. it's yeah. an interesting conversation that we've had today coming off of six straight weeks of all of us yeah. just yeah. on the road. Being on, on the road. road. Yeah. Yeah. So for this week, how are you gonna how are you gonna practice it in the next four yeah, days? Like yeah. Like what, what who what do you feel like you? How do you need to be present over the next three days? Mm. Where is your focus? A handful of Jim and Nick's biscuits and telling them it all depends on them. <laughs> wow. wow. Good. Well, well. Thank you so much for listening to Liveways. I don't know podcast. what else. I don't know what else you said, but I heard biscuits. Bis so, yeah. Yeah. Biscuits and depending. Yeah. Good. 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 Uh, I I think what Nathan shared at the end of our conversation is where I want to start thinking even now we have a lot of fun things planned and I hope that the fun things are memorable and experiential in the ways that we have them planned. But ultimately my hope is by the time that we're done Wednesday, they go back with a renewed sense of why they preach yeah. and why 
preaching and trying to get better at it isn't just like a professional skill set, but a, a kingdom skill set. Yeah. Um, and that they would go back with a, a renewed calling and a renewed confidence in their work. I think, I think, and this is, I won't share names, but there were some folks that reported back. They were a little nervous to come into this, to get feedback on something that's like, Again, you talk about one of the core competencies that feels like it depends on me. Right. Well, mm -hmm. They hired me to teach yeah. and preach. Right. And so to kind of put that out there for like real feedback, yeah, but know. I hope that we foster enough of a, of a care and a community that they would actually feel renewed to the, the work and the calling in a way that was good and meaningful. I think, man, I think my hope for them is to learn. This is, I'll go very, very practical to learn some tools and things that can streamline their process. Mm, yeah. So that they can be well prepared and preach feel and confident, teach, feel but, confident, yeah. but also be able to do the other things of student ministry. Yeah. And because when I hear they hired me to preach and teach. Yeah. Have they though? Have. Yes. Again, like, right or wrong, there is that feeling. That, feeling. that that is a wavelength that is a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. That is a weight that we all carry as student pastors. But if I rewind the clock mm -hmm. at 17 years and I'm back and I'm sitting with the pastor that hired me in Virginia and yeah. I say, Why did you hire me? Yeah. I would bet a whole lot yes. of money. Yeah that his first answer would not he be preach, preach nope. and teach. Right. And I don't think that I don't think he's alone in that. Yeah. Yeah. It maybe's maybe top five, if not lower. It's, it's I, on the list with a bunch of others in the job description, but, but in so the mix, often yeah. it's in the mix. But we yeah. put it at the very top when it wasn't. Because it's visible, and, it, and yeah. then we wonder why there's frustrations, maybe between our leadership or not, because is it was it was unclear expectations. Yeah, and I then, missed meetings with parents because I was working on a sermon. Yeah. Well, right. we because, love to do it. Like <laughs> it's part of the job. I think that yes. most people would say. I love to do that. Yeah. And so I think passion, we, yeah. we put extra on yeah. that moment because we love to do it. And that's good and right. And we should. And not everyone gets to do it. And when we do it, it should be seen as one of the highest honors that we get. Absolutely. To have. I hope they get tools in the tool belt to streamline. Yeah. yeah. Efficiency. Yeah. Yeah. To feel like good, good about the work they did. Because I think yeah. that's, they, it's yes. that constant tinkering of like, well, I'll just, no, I mean, it's, it's good. There's other stuff to do. Yeah. Like, yeah. Let, let it go. Let, yeah. it, go, let it go. Like <laughs> confidence that I, I'm going to teach well. I'm going to yeah. handle the word of God with excellence and with honor. And, yeah. And, yep. yeah. Yeah. And then it didn't take me 40 hours this week to be able to do that. Because right. it's possible. Yeah. You could, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think one of the, I'll answer two ways. One, the thing that I hope they get out, I think a lot of times when it comes to teaching and preaching, we we look for <laughs> the person that we want to model. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's some problems in that. I think a lot of times, you know, if you listen to a certain guy long enough, you're going to start picking up their little idioms. idioms. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that... You sound just like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think <laughs> over time, what happens is we start to evaluate ourselves on that scale. Yeah. 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 And we want to become like X. And I think for most youth pastors realizing that, yes, we want to grow in this area, but the thing I really hope that they grasp is um, – the realization that God has called them to their place yes. for this time. Yeah. And they don't need Francis Chan or whoever. Yeah. Like they need you mm -hmm. and you becoming you and being you and teaching the way that you teach in the best way possible. Um, ultimately because you love those students and they're going to listen to you if they know that they're loved. Mm hmm. Um, we've all met dudes that are not great communicators, but are phenomenal youth pastors because of that. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and I think realizing that and being okay with that and, and not feeling like your worth is somehow less yeah. is important. And so I think for me, 
going into the next few days to help do that. Um, I feel like I have to be very present with the guys in my yeah. group. Yeah. Um, I know we've got a lot of stuff going on, but like being attentive and knowing them and getting to know them and not, not feeling like all of these other things have to happen yeah. and forgetting the people that are in the room. And I think that that's a, mm. it's a really important lesson for myself to remember that of like, be present, know them, care about them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think for me, it's, just, I want them to, everything y'all said for sure. And I think for me, it's just that they would see other people and realize it's the whole reason we do booster, but they're in ministry together. And when they're a little bit more vulnerable with each other yeah. and want to give feedback for the sake of getting better for exactly what you said, Ben, prepare time and can do the other stuff that actually a camaraderie really does happen and come together. Learn to love each other. Learn to love each other. And so I just, the excitement that I see is as we go through the event and people starting to like make friends from somebody they didn't know. I I love that. And then also, I mean, I just hope they have a a really good time and that, you know, each, each session has very specific place and illustrations that go with it all designed so that that creates a a memory, you know, a, a callback that's easier to remember. So, you know, you can't sign up now, but if you're not following any of the Lifeway student stuff, make sure to follow it so you can yeah. next year be so a part of year. Experience that's 2024. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's a year away. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next time.